And they talk about movies and they laugh a lot. It's the Oscar party show with Joshua and Phoebe and DB. Oh my gosh, I told you, and I will not realize that our names rhymed until <laughs> now. Yes. You could be my understudy. Oh, this is great. It's a it's a very Oscar Joshua and Phoebe Yell About Movies edition today. They yell about directors, yell about the plot, yell about the acting, but they also talk a lot, but mostly Joshua and Phoebe yell about the movies. Glad I'm here. It's nice to be here. Glad we're talking about the Oscars again. Glad that we can still have the Oscars in this world. Yes, I, I'm, I'm glad. Some things are ruined, uh, and then some of them are the Oscars. Some of them think the Oscars are over. Oh, they right, are. Yes, they sort of are. They, <laughs> they sort of, I mean, haven't they been, remember they did it from their homes two and a half, two years ago and everyone was accepting in their living room. And like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Was how sitting, did I miss that? Sitting in her gown on her couch. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the days. Yeah, they actually did that. It's been three years. Three <laughs> years. Isn't it three years ago tomorrow, Sunday? Oh my gosh, everything. it is. That's crazy. It is. And yes. how much movies have changed in that time? Well, uh, one thing's for sure. We all, one thing's for sure. We all love going to the movies. Yeah, movies are great. I was trying to do that voice from the, you know, who, who is that? I, I have no idea. You know, the let's Android. Let's all go to the, the lobby. Yeah, let's no. all go to the no, lobby. I know that. No, that, that lady, who, uh, that Android who pretends to be a human woman, uh, that during the pandemic, she started... She did those commercials where she was uh, sitting down in an empty movie theater and talking about how great the movie watching experience was in the theater. You're talking about Nicole Kidman. Yes, Nicole Kidman. Oh, yes. She opened like a Stepford wife. Yes, it was very creepy. It's very creepy. It was, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't really age much. No, uh, I, I think there's 10 clones of her and uh, they've already run out the third version by now. The monkey glands are working. Monkey glands? <laughs> Uh, something like that out there. Yeah, well, we have a monkey's paw, so that's where we get the glands from. Extra points to whoever out there is listening that knows where that movie reference is from. Monkey's paw? Isn't that a oh, movie? It's, it's one of Woody Allen's best. Okay. So we've got some best picture nominations. We do. We got this 10 this year. They gave us 10. Okay. So what was the favorite one that you've seen? Oh, of them? I mean, okay. I think the most interesting was probably Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's probably the most interesting of all ten of those. And I think it seems like there's five big hits, and then there's five movies that weren't big hits. So you're saying ten Oscar nominees is really kind of like the diversity pick to make everybody happy. I, I, yeah, there is. They, it's political. Yes, they have done that. It used to be what four or five movies. Yeah, listen, you. Listen, you're trying to expand the number of votes so you get the vote count right. I mean, what is this, the Supreme Court over here? Right, yeah. You're trying to pack the Oscars. And, the, you know, and the Academy isn't as racist as the foreign press, so we've got that going. The Academy is totally as racist as the foreign press. they just better at hiding it. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of uh, Asian wins a year this mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, the Academy has no control over it this year. There's really not much that they can do. So this year is celebrating Asians. Well, it was. It is a good movie. It is. Uh, I found it to be very moving, very exciting. Michelle Yao has a phenomenal career. I've loved everything that she's done. Was she good in this? Yes. Was Kate Blanchett better? She's better than everybody, hey, always, all the time. All the time. <laughs> Listen, but it's okay. She, you know, Michelle deserves a moment. Are you saying Kate Blanchett should beat the tar out of everyone? <laughs> <laughs> she probably did put more into that role than Michelle Yao put into everything, everywhere, all at once. So Joshua didn't watch that movie. I didn't, I, I didn't. I just said I thought it was going to win. I didn't say that I really liked it. I, mean, I thought it was almost too much movie. 
It's the best cancel culture movie that's been made yet, you know, in the whole three years that this has been a thing. And I think it's pretty woke, but I don't know if it's going to win. My favorite thing about the movie is that that kid did it. He's going to win Best Supporting Actor. He might win Best Director. Steven Spielberg may like even want him to win. And like, I don't know. There's going to be that. There's something very. He's heartbreaking. I I cry every time he wins. I, I want him to come out to the stage uh, being held in a bear hug by Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford. That's what I want. Right. Those two old guys. Yes, exactly. Five year old man. Yeah. The director and the actor from Indiana Jones. They're yeah. both alive. You know, his first. They film. are. His first film. Harrison Ford's having actually the best part of his career, and he's 81. Yes, he's uh, the hardest working 81 year old in show business today. Yeah, he's got he's got 1923. He's yes. also not nominated, so no. we, no, should these, we shouldn't talk about that, right? But Harrison <laughs> Ford, I don't even think he's he's been nominated for an Oscar once, I believe, only once. And, and Indiana Jones Five is coming out this summer, and it, it is also not nominated for an Oscar, which is what this episode is about. So Avatar. Yes. I thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, but then again, I also saw it on a 3D gigantic IMAX screen in New York City. And that was super exciting. I was transfixed all five hours I was in there. Almost everybody that was alive when the first half Avatar came out is dead. <gasps> Are you serious? You mean the audience? Or the-, the people, the audience. It's been 25 years. What is it? <laughs> years since we made that wow, that I, is. I think, it was, I think it was like 2008 or whatever. But anyway. It was, it was years yeah. <laughs> Avatar just, just came out. No, but the original one. Uh, so Avatar versus Black Panther or Wakanda. What was the name of the movie? Wakanda Forever was not nominated for Best Picture, but oh. it does have a nomination. Uh, Angela Bassett's nominated for Best Female Supporting. Okay. Right, which is, um, yeah, I'm surprised by that nomination. I mean... How so? I'm just surprised. I mean, Black Panther was a good movie. Marvel movies aren't really known for their acting. She yeah. didn't do anything special in the movie. She was good. I mean, Black Panther's a great great superhero movie but i'm surprised when anyone gets nominated for actor but King phoenix was a different story winning for the joker uh i don't know if, i don't oh know if gosh, you remember an incredible also not nominated I, for an oscar hold on, but hold on I, yes but the original black panther was nominated for best picture whenever it came out like 2019 or whatever so basically i think that she did a very good job and they owe her nine Oscars for the one they robbed <laughs> from her when she was doing what's love got to do with it. And Holly Hunter just basically signed angrily. And I think we saw her naked, you know, I mean, the piano was a stunning movie. I loved it, but the emotional depth from which Angela Bassett had to dip into. Okay. Now that, that, wow. that also was not nominated. But this year. Uh, we're, we're going for a deep cut on this. episode. Uh, DB. They owe her. That's what I'm saying. And it, it, I feel like the supporting actor and actress categories are often ones that are the more interesting to, to win mm-hmm. or to see people win. They're usually like Sean Connery or something like interesting people can all like you can really get. Sometimes it's a lifetime achievement award. Right. Sometimes it's. And, and sometimes the achievement DB is living a lifetime. That's your achievement right there. Right. If you can live 85 years, it's kind of amazing. (laughs) I've lived 46. I can't believe it. Wow. That sounds like the achievement of a (laughs) life. Okay. So let's get serious about Elvis Presley, right? Oh, do we have to? Um, So full disclosure, we have only watched half of that because I said, I can't take another hour. I, it, was, it was it was a little boring. We thought we were bored. It, is. it isn't. It isn't that interesting. And, and you, know, you don't even see enough Tom Hanks. And I think the colors were the best thing that Elvis had. Like there's art direction. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it won for art direction. Mm. Yeah. But 
It, there's no way it should win for movie. No. Not even almost the best Elvis movie. No. I don't even think it should. And, and the guy that played Elvis, I'm not saying that he's not a good actor, but that was not Elvis. I'm sure that the Elvis union out there is getting ready for the lawsuit of a lifetime because they were robbed. There are so many people that have wasted their lives impersonating Elvis that could have had their minutes. Yeah. Yeah, like Nicolas Cage, for goodness sake. He looks like a middle-aged woman with Botox on Park Avenue, for crying out loud. Well, Val Kilmer did it, too. Val Kilmer played Elvis. And, uh, <laughs> what's, with El- what's with these guys? Did you see Honeymoon in Vegas, DB? Yes. That's also not nominated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think the most, in- of all the movies that are listed i think the most i think banshees was the movie that i wanted to see the most all did year. you watch it yes okay, okay. i thought it was great i loved it it's hard to watch and i could see something like that happening in my life <laughs> <laughs> from which perspective somebody dumping you as a friend or are you cutting your fingers off or or you don't be eating all the fingers and dying them i i could see it from either perspective i could see myself as colin farrell or being spiteful to myself and cutting my own. That is very concerning. Yeah, um, I haven't done it, but I just, I can just get so mad that I'm like, you know what? I'll, I don't care that I'm wrong anymore. Wow. That's, there's what so many people that, that are still pro Trump. It's intense. You know, it's about the Irish war that where <laughs> Ireland was fighting against each other. Right. So it is in, yeah, it. that's right. They talk about the war. Yes, the war is the backdrop. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's a it's a beautiful allegory. Yeah. I think Colin Farrell is a great actor. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's getting some recognition before he gets too old to be hot anymore. Right. Right. The other guy definitely isn't hot, but he's a good actor. Well, did you see In Bruges? One of my favorite movies. Okay, so I got a, I got some in Bruges vibes from yeah, this. I was also going to tell you uh, if Colin uh, Farrell gets too old, he can also do he can also do a, revise one of his uh, other earlier films that was quite excellent, uh, the Phone Booth. The whole film could be from the Phone Booth this time, right? Yeah. And uh, it could be uh, set in the last Phone Booth in, in uh, New York. Don't we still have one? There's one like near you. Really? Near you on like 90th or something? Wow. I just saw it the other day. There you go. That's the Colin Farrell's next movie, Phone Booth 2. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I thought it was a very disturbing film, but also very good. I, I liked it a lot. I don't think it's going to get best film. No. Um, I don't think he that Colin Farrell's going to win either, but I thought it was cool. Appreciation. The Fablemans. I mean, I feel like this is an obligatory nomination. He'd made a movie about his life. Whatever, what other director ever has? He is the greatest, arguably, of course, but he is the yeah. greatest, most prolific director, most influential. I mean, who else is there to compare? You better him? nominate his Maza. I mean, some people would say he's the Tom Hanks of filmmaking. Ew, it really is. Probably are. Mm-hmm. I think they're secretly married. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Steven Spielberg. I don't think he'll win again, though. I think he's gotten for this. I don't think he should. It's not that interesting of a movie. It's well done. It's okay. But it's okay. Yeah, we saw it. It was a great thing to see with my mother in law. Yeah, it's a nice little coming of age film. Um, I might have held back a tear or two with the uh, the parents cheating storyline. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't like Seth Rogen. Oh, my gosh. I'm so done with Seth Rogen. It's uh, you guys will have to refresh me. Uh, I haven't seen a film in a while. I forget with part Seth Rogen. But oh wait, now I remember. You don't 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 spoil it. Don't spoil. We're nothing it. but a spoiler. Don't podcast. tell the people at home that he's the one that cheats on there, okay. Steven Spielberg uh, okay. with it because okay. people might not have seen it. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, Seth Rogen. Does his friend dirty in the movie? Okay, anyway. So Top Gun. It's yep. really too Top bad Gun. Top Gun is going to win anything because I've never. It, there should be a new nomination, best sequel. Yeah, ever. I mean, it's right. like, better right. than the original. It was. I they like didn't capture that like '80s format. I liked it a lot. I think it's really funny that they couldn't get Kelly McGillis back. That's like my favorite. I think it's so funny that they had to go to. Jennifer Connelly 
Yeah. What, was Kelly McGillis too busy? I mean, or was this just a contract thing? Kelly McGillis is, I mean, it's just, I guess the reality of it is it doesn't, Kelly McGillis now doesn't look like she would be seeing Tom Cruise now. That's because Tom Cruise looks exactly the same for the last right. 30 years. Right. No, it's not a fair. Basically. In fact, he looks better. Kelly's not hot enough. Yeah. That's Tom, Tom Cruise looks better now than he did in the first Mission Impossible, I think. They don't even put her in the movie because I think anything would be awkward. But all seriousness, if we're going to talk about war, how about All Quiet on the Western Front? Did you get a chance to see this? I wish I saw it. I'd like to have seen it. I did you know, uh, it's it's not too late. I It's a good one. It's very intense. Very heartbreaking. Very serious war film. It's but all... Also nominated for Best International Film. Yes. Which, oh, which, so it, is a, which it is 100% going to win. Which they no longer call Best Foreign Film because foreign is offensive. I oh. I think the problem, B.B., is that foreign just came across as uh, too foreign for them. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to honor the late Norm Donald with that joke. Well, hopefully he feels it. Okay, exactly. so all, all Quiet on the Western Front. Yes, Joshua. All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, fantastic film. It's like, basically, it feels like you're being thrown into a video game. This is, this is early, but uh, last year, Phoebe and I went to Kansas City to visit her brother, and there was a, a uh, World War I museum, and we walked through a virtual, virtual reality uh, simulation with goggles and uh, special effects and the whole works of... Uh, being in the trench warfare uh, section of World we were, War One, we were in the barracks. Yeah, and there's even like we saw a dead man hanging from the rafters above us, and his hands was hanging down. And it's you see it in the, in your virtual glasses, but I would reach out my physical hands, and there was a dummy there that whose hands I could grab. Wow, which so, made it really scary. Very but scary. Anyway, but that's what this movie it was like, though. It was like walking through a virtual reality exhibit. It was just really, really scary. But I, 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 I and you haven't seen it. Uh, so apparently the m- movie purists out there don't like it. Some reviewer I saw, hoity-toity reviewer, um, didn't think it had a good plot. Meanwhile, it's like, it's just like a relentless, this kid seeing his friends die all around him and like just going like grim face through it and trying to survive and doing his best to stay alive. I don't know why, what they would have a problem with, except apparently it changed some parts of the book. But I mean, how many people have read a book from what, 60 years ago about World War One? I? I mean, come on. This... I don't know. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really like movie reviews. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't like movie reviews like that. Where It's just someone criticizing the book adaptation. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel like, it, it always happens whenever there's an adaptation. Someone's going. To, there's always going to be a comparison, so it's hard to avoid. Yeah, I mean, in every in every circumstance. Yeah, and this is a reboot of a movie that was a rehash of a book. By the way, <laughs> reboot of a movie that was a rehash of a book based on a poem. <laughs> based on a war. It's called the World War One. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen women talking? Uh, I as little as possible. No, um, you're a misogynist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? You know what's scary? Like PBS I, is dropping us as a sponsor for that, Phoebe. I didn't see it. I'd like to. No, you're lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. I would see it. I just haven't had the opportunity to see it. Just nobody's paid him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting that the the title "Women Talking." I think makes the average person go either tell a joke <laughs> or say, no, nah, I don't want to see that. You know, there's, there's going to be, it, it does provoke a reaction in your quiet personal self. Uh, and then when you watch the film, it's about these like Quakers who are all being physically. Yeah, Frances McDormand, right? She's in it for like five minutes. Okay. okay. She's barely in it. 
and I love her. Just enough to sneer and glare and hobble around. We get it. But there's a lot of other really great actresses and performances in, right. in there. Um, recognizable stars that you'll know straight away. The men all go off to free some of their other men from jail who have been convicted of raping the women. There's a culture of misogyny and beating these women and raping these women that's really horrible and the women are just completely in and, distress and they, and, they were, and they were told that, that it was a dream or that, that it was a ghost that did it also right so they're totally telling them that they made it up or that it's a, a they're demon possessed so you know all of this they have a meeting and they are planning whether or not to leave or not so it's a it's a play and I loved it, but it's a play about the great escape from domestic violence. And <laughs> Joshua was so incredibly insensitive. Here, <laughs> time with excuse me. You watched it. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I I compared it to El Papillon. You know, it was like the great escape out there. Jesus These women boy. were making a great, great escape. <laughs> So, so, who, so was someone the Steve McQueen? <laughs> there, were no, there were barely any men in it. No, I would imagine. Oh, no. And and the one man in the in the movie kept getting talked over too by this really tough girl. She's like, "Oh no, we've heard enough from you." Well, seriously, yeah. this whole conversation makes uh, me feel like I'm in a triangle of sadness. <laughs> hey, oh, um, talk about a segue! She <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, yeah, we're not there yet, ladies. We're not there yet. But triangle of sadness. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see that? I know less about that movie than anything else on the list. Joshua. So Phoebe. Triangle of sadness. This was this director is the Swedish director who is Hans Christian Andersen. Okay. Is it up for best foreign film too? I don't. I actually Good question. Uh, I haven't seen that, but uh, All Quiet in the Western Front is. Listen, if you come over uh, for our Oscar party, that's a that's a gimme uh, on our pool. By the way, <laughs> that's a gimme. I don't know what you mean. A get like a free throw, like a layup. Okay, we're doing an Oscar. Pick the Oscar winners. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I understand, but I wouldn't pick All Quiet. I wouldn't think that that's going to win. No, 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 no. It's like a, it's like a consolation prize. If, if there is a foreign or now an international film that's also nominated for Best Picture, it's extremely unlikely to win Best Picture. Right. But it, it is, it is also extremely likely that it'll win Best International Film. Right. Yes. It does have some strong competition, however. There's a film. I can't even remember the name of it. It's a, it's an East Asian film. Uh, what's that? Parasite won both. No, it's not. It's no, that's, that's Korea. No, East Asian, like, you know, Indian or Bangladesh. I can't remember which country. So that's why I said East Asian. Uh, it's like a martial arts spectacular. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like RRR or something. Anyway, uh, that may be up for best international film, too. But uh, perhaps Phoebe, my co-host, can look it up sometime. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. OK, we're going back to discussing Triangle of Sadness. Basically, it's an extreme commentary on the evils of uh, consumerism and... Uh, well, I cannot oh, never mind. life of me remember the name of the director. He's a Swedish director. This movie, all I know about this movie is that it got the palm door at Cannes. And he won the year before for another movie he made, The Square, I think. And... So he's coming from a huge international success, and this is his first like English mainstream movie. Um, so save that for the Oscars. It was kind of a scandal that he won at Cannes, but um, I they I, I'm wondering if he won because of the whole influencer thing. And the girl, this really hot chick that's in it, was like maybe one of the hottest women I've seen in five years, died. I, I, you know, DB hasn't seen the movie, so I'm, I'm trying to tell him right at the top. We need well, to. Well, I'm trying to give him some incentive since yeah, he hated women talking. No, I, I just tell I him. Didn't hate women talking because I didn't see it, so I couldn't. That's why? Because you hate women. Because I didn't. See <laughs> it. I didn't see it. I would. No, he doesn't. He just hates women talking. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Help me, Lord. <laughs> hey, listen, wait, wait do you wait till you hear our woman king jokes, okay? No, there will be no woman king jokes. Why not? Because that movie would touch me. It was. It was not a joke. The, the, in the, the movie The Woman King, uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, I don't think it was nominated for anything. Should have been, by the way. That's uh, They were representing a tribe called Dahomey. And she so cried. ever since, she did cry. It's a very, uh, it's a fictionalized version of history. And this, uh, the Dahomey tribe refuses to sell black people into slavery anymore. Like they did it previously. And now they're like, we are not selling out Dahomey anymore. Yeah, it's a film that is sort of reclaiming black people's place in history by showing them that they can break free. It's but not they, where the word homie comes from, is it? I don't think so. I don't know. Probably not. But I have had fun uh, telling Phoebe we have to stand up for Dahomey ever since. Uh, but it's uh, who, who's the star of that film? The female star of that film? Viola who? Davis. Viola Davis. Yes. Uh, that is a. Uh, that to me is a robbery. It's it's like a Marvel type film. It has all this action with these these woman warriors. In fact, one of the girls even does like a little kick flip sword thrust off a off a wall or something. Very Marvel stylized action. But and Phoebe was highly against it. She was like called it a kids movie or something. But eventually she came around. Why did you come around on the Woman King, Phoebe? Um, because it gave voice to the voiceless. You know, women who have been raped women who have just been put down for being women. And it was so cool to see black women in a position of committed power and then to even be rewarded for that to see. And I don't think, you know, I sort of felt like I was watching a Disney film because when you're talking about things like rape and slavery, you would expect to see some horrible things. And we did, but they definitely pulled back on the violence, don't you think? Oh, like yeah. it was a softer version of the fighting, a softer version of uh, the rapes. It yeah, was every, every, something for everybody. There's a lot of sword and spear killing, but each one was like a cutaway or like a close-in shot, so you could they didn't really show anything gratu- great, very graphic or gratuitous yeah. in this film. Very, very PG action. I don't think that our society and culture is ready yet to see a film with violence against women. Cause the women are the warriors. So like they can't pull some brave heart stuff with women yet. I actually don't think our society is ready for that level of violence led by women. But I also think that it's a trigger. Like we're talking about slavery. We're talking about black women talking about assault. Yeah. I think that they were, trying to reel it in because they were trying to make a point and i appreciated the i appreciated the effort i was moved i was moved i don't think it was the best movie ever made uh at times i felt like it was a little over the top overall it moved me yeah it it was yeah like exactly like she said very uh very it's it's it feels like it was made by the walt disney company you know like an action film Mixed with like a reclamation project, kind mm. of, and and even in the and in, in the closing credits, they had that song "Rise Up" playing, and uh, "Rise Up" popular well, that, one now. Is it okay? Rise hey. up! Ooh, I'm not doing anymore. Oh, oh okay. man! Well, we'll just have to play that a couple right. times. We got to sample we, that. We will and DJ that up. Yeah, we're gonna have to pour one out for Dahomey. <laughs> say that and then so I've gone and say the best for that's right Talk I used to love that Wong. song I you loved that song that. I loved her I loved her playboy spread I loved <laughs> her. she is beautiful I met her actually she did Into the Woods with my mom oh really yeah I think I saw that production. I swear. Oh, you saw my mom. Yeah, she played Jack Swarm again. Um, Wait, what was she doing in the woods with your mom? Does your dad know about this? She was stealing the show. That woman is stunning. She pops out of a crowd. She is also not nominated for an Oscar. So Wait, who is it? Vanessa. Williams. Williams. Wait, why are we talking about her for? Because we thought it's safe. We are talking about talk. Wait, was she in Tar? No. 
No. We, but Kate Blanchett was. And Kate she- Blanchett is one of those women that <laughs> will let you know just how lesbian you are. She is the bomb. She's stunning. She played lesbian very well, by the way. I yeah, thought. I, you know, is, she I, is she gay? I don't even know. No, she's married. Well, yeah, so I thought Kate Blanchett. Yep. Uh, you know, also, I should say for everybody listening at home. She's married to a man. All right. For everybody listening at home, in case you were confused, uh, uh, Tar is not a sequel to Ishtar. You might have been wondering. <laughs> so... That was the biggest flop ever. That uh, yes. yes. So did you catch all of the ghost? Uh, this is a ghost story, by the way. Uh, Phoebe likes looking at behind the scenes uh, movie things online. Especially so. when I'm moved by real pieces of art that Tar was. Like I was obsessed with it the week after I saw it. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. There are like snippets of the girl who died. In her apartment, like when she wakes up in the middle of the night, she's there looking at her. Oh, I just got chills all over my body. It is a spooky movie. This is definitely a cancel culture film. Uh, I think the most successful one or only one to date. Uh, but what do we think of it? Did you have you, you want to tell him why it's a cancel culture film? Yeah, yeah, right. Because we're watching a lesbian woman, and it had to be, it couldn't be a white man. What because does a lesbian woman do though? I'm if you I'm getting to that. Okay. They couldn't make this script a white man these days because he's just automatically wrong. She's a lesbian woman, you know, so she's got two things uh uh in her wheelhouse that make her a vul- vulnerable. And she uses her power as a brilliant artist to challenge a non-binary BIPOC male on his taste in music because he says he's not interested in Bach and cis male perspective that had 20 kids, right? He's just not interested in it. And she kind of attacks him. Uh, She uses her power. He calls her a bitch. She also seduced one of her students with her power structure uh, games and that person wound up killing himself. And that's the ghost that I think is haunting her. And so we sort of watch her get wrapped up in her own web and then get canceled. So there's questions on whether or not this film is a strong depiction of cancel culture or if it's taking a jab at cancel culture. It really could go either way. But Joshua didn't like it at all. He thought it was boring. Tell us, Joshua. You don't have to lean in, DB. I'm right here. I was hoping uh, you were just going to say it was boring. I was giving you a moment. I was. No, it's it's a, it's part of a new genre of filmmaking that I can't say is my favorite new genre. Tar is my new least favorite genre of filmmaking. It's called. Don't explain to the audience what is happening. Not just, oh, I wonder what's going on. No, you you never know what's happening from scene to scene in the movie. And like every scene just sort of like leaps to the next scene and there's no transitions and they explain very little. Um, it's like there's the danger, sure, of explaining too much to the audience. But this film, and I've seen a lot of films do it lately also that explain way too little. They just like expect you to go home and read a fact or like discuss it with a friend like we're doing now just to figure out what was going on. I haven't been this confused since I fell asleep in the middle of watching 2001 A Space Odyssey. I'm appalled. I, it, it was a wonderful film. In my Got nominated for an Oscar. So, you know, and Kate Blanchett is one of the great actors of our time. She is. She is. So yeah. you're, you're appalled that I don't like being confused. No, I, I um, I question it. Do question your confusion. Ah, uh, listen. If I'm going to be confused, I want to make it sure it's for a good cause. You know, right? I support I support the rainforest. Right, and that's confusing. I don't think Joshua is intrigued by 
high art and society. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I've been showing you Twin Peaks. That's high art. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's artsy. It's indie. It is David Lynch, but it's not the same world. Mm. That that's that's not the same level. It's it's pretentious. Oh my gosh, it's a painting. Like, okay, Joshua, to validate what you're saying and your opinion, I also found myself completely lost for the first half of the movie because they kept dropping us into scenes where we didn't know the context of what was going on at all. And people were just like sort of like hitting the ground running with their dialogue. But I found it so visually stunning, and Kate Blanchett is so incredibly magnet magnetic that I was just so content watching it and letting it wash over me until I figured out what was going on. And I found it like gorgeous. Me too. Did did you also find her uh, to be a woman who would for sure call your manager? You mean like a Karen? Yes. Hey Blanchett? Yeah. Did she seem like she was going to go to the front of the store and say, excuse me, I want to talk to your manager. Interesting. You saw that character as Karen. Well, well. I think the evidence at the end of the film bears that out. If that was the case, I would have enjoyed her being canceled more. The conclusion bears it out. I'm interested to know how many people and who those people are that were sad to Mm -hmm. see her get canceled and the people that were glad to see her get canceled. Uh, Yeah, I guess they would be there. How did you feel? She's a mean character. He didn't watch it. I didn't see it. I only, I knew the story a little bit, but I didn't know. I didn't see it. I was going to watch it with you guys and then we didn't. Okay. Yeah. Well, just, just pretend you did for the sake of this film. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Thank you. It was great that she was canceled. Yes. I love canceled. <laughs> Joshua, when you saw yeah. her canceled, yes. how did it make you feel? Happy that the movie was over. Wow. Hey. Wow. Hey. Wow. I am embarrassed. <laughs> I am embarrassed. That was that was a work of art, unfortunately. Oh, for you. It was. Listen, uh, it's a maestro film. It's beautiful to look at. The scenes don't really connect. It forces the audience to do a lot of work and heavy lifting. And that, I, I don't think that's fair. Okay. You know, I mean, if a painting can be confusing, that's one thing. It's still beautiful to look at. And ultimately, that's what a painting does. And it makes you think. But uh, you don't want to look at it for, for two hours. No, I don't be I don't be scratching my head for two hours. No, I'm not interested. Unless, again, like it's David Lynch and there's even expe- exceptionally it's, weird things. You know, that guy barely ever makes sense. Yeah. You're so straight. That's <laughs> what this is. That's what this is about. You're a straight guy. <laughs> You're all like, die. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Triangle of Sadness was a huge commentary on the, basically the class divide. They started off in this Rich people on a, a, a boat cruise. Influencers. Right. Influencers, models. The beginning of the movie is like a scene with a, a male and female model decide to get together literally just for the Capitalists. Insta- just for the, in- they get together just for the Instagram likes and they admit people it. People that create war. I'm trying to, ammunition. I'm, I'm still talking over here. I'm contributing. I was talking about the Instagram likes. That's why the male and female model got together. I mean, we can get, I mean, that, that's this is, part. This is all going to be cut. Oh, yeah, I know. So the, the male and female model admitted they got together for the Instagram likes. Yes. And the capitalist couple that actually sell grenades. I mean, extremely over the top, up and down condemnation. All of the good stuff that really happens. I. What's that? What really happened? Those are legit things that probably really happened. Oh, yes. Well, not like this. Uh, there were scenes with. Things coming out of toilets that made Phoebe cover up with the blanket. Let's just say that. There was like a what felt like a half hour scene <laughs> of everybody on the boat getting sick. And it was a vomitorium. And then vomits turned to the other end. Mm. And it was everywhere. 
And it was happening all the time, everywhere. Everything was happening. This is why I went on. Yes, yes. And um, man alive, I covered my ears and my eyes and went na 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 the whole time through. I cannot handle that kind of revulsion. And I also saw an animal get murdered, which instantly made me sob. So a what get murdered? The the eventually the boat uh, gets uh, destroyed and they wind up on an island together and they murder an animal and eat it. Oh, uh, also probably what would happen. It made me cry. I actually found this movie. I actually yeah. found this movie to be unoriginal. Like it's like the three hour tour and like all the rich people wash up on the shore and all of the power dynamics change. I it was like very Lord of the Flies. It, it yeah. was yeah, Lord of been, the Lord of the Flies, Battle Royale, sure. A little been done before, you know, but I thought it was, a, it's a good director. And Woody Harrelson was hilarious. I think we should see this director's other films. I think I hear that they're much stronger. So I'm going to check it out. I do not buy for a second that Woody Harrelson is... The captain. Yeah. He was the captain. He was drunk the whole time. And then he just... There was a storm, and for some reason, it's completely unexplained in the movie, as far as we can tell. He just let the boat continue to steer itself into the storm. Yeah, I don't get it. He was just, like, past drinking with this other guy and called himself a socialist and the other... No, no. No, he, the guy, other guy was... A, the Russian was a capitalist, and he was a communist. He was like, you're telling me I'm with the Russian capitalists, and I'm an American communist? It is a dark comedy, though. So, so if you like dark comedies... I do. I think you'd enjoy it. I mean, it's uh, it's good. Um, I just didn't think that it was an original concept. And plus the vomit and the murdering of animals was a bit much for me. Stand that? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Yes, uh... How so, about that movie? So the last yeah, I, don't, I wish I, I can't add anything about that movie because I don't know anything about it other than what you guys just told me. Now, anyway, before we go, uh, there's a movie, glaringly obvious movie, we haven't discussed at all. It's uh, the 500-pound gorilla in the room, the oh, whale. Did you watch any of it? I did see it. I watched the whole thing, yes. You did? Tell, no. us, tell us all about it. Impressions. Uh, we watched eight minutes of it, and Phoebe had to turn it off in revulsion. <laughs> it was—I mean, it was a sad. It was sad from beginning to end. There's no joy in it at all. Yeah, um, okay. he's very good in it, but it doesn't require him to move much. There's not a lot of blocking for him, and and the, it's really about the relationship between him and his daughter. He was married, and then decided to get into a, a homosexual relationship with one of his students. Then I think his student dies. So then he st- starts staying home and just gains 600, 700 pounds. And then it shows him deal. There's some really hard scenes to watch where he's like binge eating. And it's okay. like, oh, okay. And I've kind of been there, but not like that. Right. Like, definitely binge eating, but... And it's just, uh, there's a lot of interesting little things. It's done like a play. It's again, it's like, it's if you watch it, there's certain things that are happening. People walking behind a house and the shadows. And it's like, oh, this is really being shot like a play. But the story itself isn't that interesting. His portrayal of this character is interesting. And he'll probably win Best Actor. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think he'll probably win Best Actor. I think Hollywood is just behind him. He's well liked and he's a comeback story. And he's great. I love Encino Man. Yeah. Fun movie. From the past. That was a great film. I saw a scene with Pauly Shore where someone was like, How come uh how come he didn't give you a part in the whale? How Isn't that Encino you? Man? Right, yeah, no, they were in Encino Man together. Okay. That's why she was this woman was like, Why didn't he get you a part in in the whale? And he's yeah. like, It doesn't work like that in Hollywood, you know, just <laughs> I'm lucky that I have a job. <laughs> right. It would be so awkward. Like the only part he could play would be like the pizza delivery guy. <laughs> and it would be awkward because it would be <laughs> <Pauly> Shore. 
<laughs> you know what? I really think he could have pulled off uh, Polly Shore getting the part of the pizza delivery man in this movie. If yeah. He wanted it. I think he could have pulled that off. <laughs> yeah, I could not handle it. I was like, wow, we're dealing with. And watch this gigantic man jerking off. Oh, it's opening scene. Yes, it's very fascinating. Sashay into a stroke. <laughs> it's like screaming. Uh, I'm crying. I can't understand him. Oh my God, it was so horrific. I was like, I can't. I can't. And then I texted my friend. I was like, does this, does this like this the whole time? She's like, yeah, it's pretty much like this yeah. the whole time. She, she texted me from a bar. She, she was like, Phoebe, I just saw the whale. I am at a bar. I need to connect with somebody that's seen this. I'm shaking. Yeah. Is uh as if a movie about an 800 pound man wasn't enough. Let's finish on a high note and talk about the movie Till. What movie? Till and a Till. Is that up for best picture? I, I can't remember, but we uh, no, it's not. I don't think not, it is. Is it nominated for anything? I don't know that it, I don't know if it got any nominations, but oh, well, yeah, I didn't see that either. But I do know the story of Emmett Till. Okay, well, all right. On. Well, never mind. I, I thought it was nominated for something. I don't think so. I'm willing. All to right. Richard Brody, a film critic in the New Yorker, posted something very interesting. I thought where he listed who he believes the best picture nominees of this year really are, and the only ones that have been and they are benediction which i haven't seen amsterdam armageddon time both sides of the blade the cathedral the eternal daughter hit the road no bears saint omer and the only film i've heard of and seen on this list is nope so that's who he believes. So I feel like that's who we're supposed to be watching. Yeah. Nope should have been nominated for stuff too. Nope should really be up there. Yeah. Nope, I found do very any do, do any of the other ones sound familiar to you? No. Nothing. Josh. Oh, Amsterdam. 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 I saw some of Amsterdam. You did? I've seen the trailer. I saw the trailer for that Catholic film also, whatever it's called. Benediction. Was that the one? I can't remember. Well, it's either that or Cathedral. Cathedral. Oh, that's funny. Benediction's pretty Catholic, too, though. That's, yeah. That was good. So is St. Omer, apparently. He's probably the patron saint of Oscars. Yeah. Oh, and no bears. Not cocaine bears. I haven't seen the cocaine What's that? Oh, cocaine bears. Uh, you know... You know <laughs> Uh, you know it's uh, you know it's funny uh, it's funny about cocaine bear. Uh, he did cocaine. Uh, no, uh, it 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 seems that uh, French subtitle films they take the original English title and then they change it into something. In this case, crazy. So uh, in, in French cinema, cocaine bear is subtitled crazy bear. Crazy bear. Uh, Phoebe, in your time in France, did you notice strange uh, Frenchified? Uh, American films, um, Frenchified titles, like how? I well, Cocaine Bear yeah. in, in France. Uh, the, the movie poster says Crazy Bear. Oh, interesting. No, I never saw that. Okay, I mean, I saw stuff like that. I think a little bit more in Canada, but it's still different. Okay, all right. Well, it was just a, it was just a, a little blurb I saw today. It had a couple different posters. I thought it was in. An interesting tidbit, which I, I bring up since I don't I don't know anyone else that uh, spent as much time in France as you have. Well, thanks, merci. My my wife is so so Ooh, cultured, uh, Phoebe. <laughs> I, I've been to Paris. I walked from Gare de Lyon to Gare du Nord. There's a well, awesome. There was another film. Like, yeah. There was another film that wasn't nominated, but uh, it was nominated in our hearts for best film to watch with your mom. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. I hated that film. <laughs> she didn't like it because it was a wish fulfillment film, I think. It was complete farce. There was nothing about it that was true. That is a film for a woman out of touch. 
It was about a woman out of touch. Well, fitting. <laughs> Pun intended. She didn't like Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Dreadful. It was offensive. I'm dumber You're, after watching it and older. Do you know about do you know about this movie at LDB? Nope, nothing. Well, there's a woman named Mrs. Harris, and as you might imply from the title, she goes to Paris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember why, Phoebe? Because she had a dream. She did have a dream. To get a real-life Christian Dior. Christian Dior dress, yes. And she uh, at the time, they custom-made them, probably still do, and you had to wait to, like Couture. three weeks or a month to get, to, to, get, to get it made. Couture. It's like 10,000 francs. And she got the money in a lot of strange ways in uh, funny circumstances. And Not that kind of way. She was a maid. Right. She was a maid. And, <laughs> like, she had like a, a, a like money from her dead husband come in all of a sudden. You know, the like movie different is, thing. the movie sucks. Just, wow. Just sucks. I, okay. Well, you heard it here. Uh, my wife uh, hates a movie that was literally made for people to watch with their moms. That's this movie. <laughs> it is. It is. Because Phoebe's stepmother-in-law. She loved it. I'm so glad that we watched The Fablemans with your mom over that. Yes. At least somebody had a problem. We watched The Fablemans with my mom, and we all loved it. And we watched uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris with Phoebe's stepmother. And uh, she loved it. Oh, that's right. I don't, forgot that. So what do you think this year? <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for coming to the Oscar Night Awards show. We had fun. We had lots of laughs. We had special guest Daniel Frick tuning in all the way from Long Island, New York. Daniel, what do you have to say to the folks back home? Uh, it's great to chat tonight. I love talking about the Oscars. I uh, look forward to the party. I like Oscar parties. We like you at our Oscar parties. Big fan of hors d'oeuvres. Uh, all right. From Joshua and Phoebe to Daniel Frick, everybody, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>